This episode of Manage Smarter is brought to you by SalesFuel Sales Manager Training. Based on the Sales Manager's Guide to Greatness, it's a 36-lesson on-demand program to upskill your sales manager so they can execute your vision and drive consistent revenue growth. Watch a free lesson and find out more at salesfuel.com SMT. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Lee, today we're going to talk with a woman who is not only an expert in lead gen and marketing, but also in scaling business up and improving profitability in an industry where she's quite the groundbreaker, I would say. For sure. And she's joining us all the way from Australia. I know it's very exciting. So welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. We're so glad that you're here. I'm Audrey Strong, the Vice President of Communications here at SalesFuel. And I'm Celie Smith, the President and CEO of SalesFuel. Today's guest, we are so pleased to welcome Sky Stevens. She is the co-founder of the Association of Professional Builders, a leading business coaching company dedicated to improving the residential construction industry for both builders and consumers. And since 2014, Sky has been helping builders double the size of their businesses through profitable growth. She's got a lot of tips to share today. Sky, thank you for coming to the show all the way from down under. We appreciate it. No, thank you so much for having me, guys. Really appreciate being here. So you started this business with your dad. You want to talk a, little, talk a little bit about that journey and where you are now and where you feel like you guys are going as a family business? Yeah, totally. So um, obviously the Association of Professional Builders, we launched that, what, like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but our journey starts like way longer than that. So we've been in business together for about 10 years. Um, and the first company we had or that we launched Um, was essentially still with builders. It was residential home builders were our market, Uh, but we were a marketing agency actually. So we were actually doing the lead gen for our builders. And, um, you know, things went really well. Like we were doubling and doubling, doubling. And um, we sort of like got to a point where we realized we can generate all the leads in the world for some builders. How come one builder would boom and, you know, make sales and grow and, and love it all. And another builder, we'd do the same strategies, same tactics. They were proven. We knew they worked. Mm-hmm. But how come another builder would say, you know, the leads are rubbish. You know, they just weren't going anywhere. Like, oh, that, like, that's not good at all. So we actually offered to jump on the front foot. We were doing some sales calls. We were contacting leads. And it was so interesting what we found. The leads were perfectly fine. Um, so we did a lot more, like, started digging a lot deeper and what we realized it was actually the builders who thrived compared to the builders who really couldn't get anything going the main difference between the two was actually their sales ability so you know so they weren't calling instantly you know they'd leave it a couple of days so they didn't look desperate mm-hmm. you know all the main faux pas we know about sales and selling so uh that's really when we realized like mm, okay lead gen is we just can't stop there so we actually launched and we like tested it, tested APB, the association, under like sales training. We basically just launched a, a new product and brand and it was all about sales training and that took off. And we we're like, okay, we're onto something here. Like there's definitely a demand. Um, and it's almost like the exact same thing happened again. So, you know, kind of like with marketing, we can generate all the leads in the world for some builders, some would thrive and some couldn't. Okay, let's do the next step. Let's, you know, teach sales and selling how to follow up professionally and 
what to say, how to qualify, what's a deep discovery, closing, everything. Um, and then the same thing happened. Like some could thrive and they were totally fine, but then it, it fell, fell down in another area and it was their profitability. It was growing and managing a team. It was their margins on site operations, internal operations, recruitment. We're like, okay, well, there's so much more to business than sales and marketing. Like we know that, but you know, clearly there's not too much education specifically around construction in that space. Mm, and that's right. when we decided, you know, we went for it. We set up the association of professional builders and um, yeah, we basically um, train and, and coach our builders on systems, all systems to do with running a professional and profitable building company. So that's sales and marketing, but also financials, operations, and even self-development like leadership training. So that's how it was born. When you're coaching these builders, what is the most common area of need that you encounter? You know what? This is so interesting. Um, so when anyone joins our database, like when we do our marketing, um, we just have this point of asking one more question, one more question on a lot of our funnels. So don't even realize it for a while. Um, but we're just trying to get as much information as possible because we like to categorize our whole database so we know how to best follow them up. And one of our questions is, um, what do you believe is the most important problem to solve in your building company right now? We internally call this like a perceived priority and it's a drop down. And there are a few statements and they select the statement that they feel um, closest to. So it's, you know, um, I need to increase my margins. I need to attract better quality leads. I need to close more of my existing leads. You know, a few statements like that that fall into the category of sales, marketing, operations. And um, by far the most popular are still sales and marketing, closely followed by margins. Um, and ironically enough, um, this may surprise you guys, it may not, but the bottom perceived priority, like disproportionately um, unpopular is the category of like self-development and self-improvement, like, you know, leadership, mindset, you know, working on yourself. That's the last place one? Interesting. I know. Wow. It's like the most important, right? But right. I think everything priority, out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which to an extent, I think once you start learning about sales and marketing, it's almost like self-development, right? So it's a bit, mm -hmm. it's a gray one for people to self-identify. So when managers are struggling with margins, what, what piece of advice can you give to pretty much all managers, not just pe people in construction that, that could help them uh, improve their margins? Margins, I think number one, start, you know, right at the start of your whole sales process. It's in your marketing um, and it's in your sales process as well. Like, you know, there's the obvious ones, right? Like don't discount, you know, you don't want to sacrifice your margin here, but why do you feel the need to discount? And I think the main thing is we've, and this is certainly a principle that, that we really drill into our members um, and it's economics 101, right? It's supply and demand, demand and supply. And essentially like the main way you can increase your margins or at least hold steady on them is manufacture more demand for your services than you can physically supply. Cause that means you get a line out the door. You have a wait list, right? And you're in demand. Why should you, you don't have to discount by that point. Um, and the way you manufacture that demand is through good marketing, good advertising. So uh, that, that's a massive, massive principle that we sort of roll out and teach. And this concept, I suppose you could say, is something that we really um, hone in on. Because I think, you know, when things, um, you, you know, you're going through a quiet period or you're, 
you know, and things are getting a little bit rocky. What's the first thing some people turn off in their business? Advertising. Yeah. Marketing, Mm -hmm. Training. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And you know, they really should be the last, you know, we need to keep investing in that. So we manufacture that demand. We, we keep our supply. I think the biggest problem, right, is so many people as the demand ramps up, they sort of increase their supply at the same rate. So the big problem with that is what happens when the demand plateaus or what if it even drops? You suddenly have that oversupply and that is when margins come under pressure because you are so desperate for those sales, you start slashing your prices. And buyers can smell desperation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also you know, margins are related to brand. So you have probably different levels of builders that you work with, those that build luxury jumbo loan homes and others that build more affordable housing. And I worked for a, a company that was very concerned with rate integrity entwined with the brand. And so they said, we will never go below this price. I don't care if like the whole world is imploding and the zombie apocalypse is here. We will not go below this price. Or, or there's some, or because we have it, a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, it's our, because it's our brand and we will never get that rate integrity back. We'll never get back to where it was. And do you talk at all about that? Or should that be less of a concern, especially in a pandemic? What, discounting? Discounting below a certain price to you know, uh, you're going to lose your margin, but you may sully your brand. Why? What we teach is why would you buy a job? Like, especially in construction, right? Like this is a really good comparison. Like no matter what industry you're in, you don't want to go down this path, but put yourself in a construct, like a, the owner of a building company or the sales manager of a building company. Why would you do that to yourselves? Why would you buy a job? Slash your margins so much that it barely covers the fixed expenses to run the company right. as you're doing it. It's, if you know anything about construction, it's so much stress. It's so much work. And if you're not getting anything out of it at the end of the day, I mean, why bother? Go take a two-week vacation. It's, <laughs> there's no sense in discounting to the point where you've just bought yourself the job or, or worse, you're basically paying for it out of your own pocket, which unfortunately, without the correct metrics, a lot of people end up doing they're just not tracking the right KPIs. What, what, so um, what kind of metrics you, should they be looking at then? To run the building company profitably. Yeah. What, what, what are some of the metrics in that, that, that managers uh, of teams, you know, particularly in your industry, you know, what are, you know, I like to talk about something called a magic metric. Like uh, there's one metric then that if you really focus on that and you do that really, really well, something like that, that unlocks all the other ones. You know, uh, and, and maybe there's more than one mag- magic metric. So what are the magic metrics in for your industry? So one thing that we really teach our builders to do is we actually get them to focus on their gross margin every single month. Mm-hmm. Um, because when they look at their gross margin every single month, and I'll tell you what, we go a step further. We get them to look at all their active projects and track their gross margin on a monthly basis per project. And it makes them laser focused to not give things away for free. So when people suddenly have a change of idea, like, you know what? I want a pool in the backyard now. It's not like, oh, they basically discount it so much because they're doing them a favor. They, they look at that gross margin every single month. They don't want it to go down because they know the benchmark. So it actually gives them the confidence to charge a, what they should be charging, but B, what they're worth as well. So I think if you're really focused on your outcome over there, I think, you know, in sales, you end up having that confidence 
to do it because you just sort of know the number you can't go below. So I think that's a really, really, really important one. Um, going back to what you were saying before, Audrey, um, and I, I can't remember um, the author of this book, but I remember reading a book, The 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Mm-hmm. I think it was Ali Rees. I think that was the author. Um, but that's a really great book. And a couple laws of them was talking about the law of hype um, and the law of pretty much discounting. And if, if a brand constantly discounts, why would you ever pay full price? You'd hang out with a discount. Mm-hmm, and that's right. always stuck with me. Why do you want to be known as the brand that will like everyone can talk about you and everyone knows that if you push hard enough, you'll always get a good deal with them. Um, and it's at the detriment of your own company. So that, that was a, re- a really good book, actually. I'd recommend reading that. It's super short. That's a great recommendation. Does that apply in COVID-19? I mean, are your builders feeling pressure? I mean, if you build a house and nobody shows up or nobody can get financing, I mean, I don't know what's happening in Australia, but what's happening in the current climate? I'd love to know. It's a boom at the moment. So this is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing at the moment because you know what? Travel. No one can travel. So what are Mm -hmm. they doing? Oh, they're moving to bigger homes because they're all working from home and have kids at home. That's true. Or, uh, you know, they're suddenly stuck at home. They're like, you know what? I don't like the color of the walls and I want to knock out the back wall and put a big extension on. They're all actually doing a lot more home improvement. So building's a massive boom at the moment. Um, That said, the amount of uncertainty when the pandemic came, right? Um, Mm -hmm. We um, had to launch a, a massive bulletproof your building company in the recession training. And um, that was a great training to put together for all of our members. We ended up giving it away completely free for any other builder just to help them during that time. Um, And we basically had all these different modules in the training. And, and, you know, of course, two of the modules, one of them was sales and one of them was marketing. And the biggest training we had to put together was you have to adapt. You have to change. Even if you were completely booked out during this time, you're not worried, quote unquote, Um, You have to change your language because the landscape is different and other people are hearing, you know, horror stories of what's happening. There's a lot of fear in the marketplace. Talk about it. Talk about it in the marketing. You need to create some new objections in your objections manual that you're going to need to combat because some people are going to be nervous about signing, you know, a million dollar contract during this time. How should you put their mind at ease? That's great advice. I, I want know- that pool in the backyard. I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the other thing is people's like, hey, it's like instead of working, I have to work from home now. So instead of working at the dining room table, I'd like to build that, that extra room out as an office now where I need to have my, I can't go into the gym to work out. So I need to have a home gym. So I need, maybe need to finish my basement or something like So I think there's a lot of that stuff going on. It's all <laughs> happening. And if it's not, you know, um, you, you know, some people are obviously doing the DIY route. Um, They're actually doing a lot of research online. They're trying to get ideas. And if, you know, this goes back to marketing, which we know heavily influences sales. What if we did our marketing right? Well, we're putting out content that talks about, you know, um, how to build, um, you know, an ergonomic home office or I don't even know, but content around that. So you can appeal to people who are searching for that and keep putting out more content, proof, some images about your past work with these home offices. People are going to get interested. They're going to inquire and you can have those sales conversations. You've got to pivot to the market around you. You, um, I know, are all about lead gen and a marketing whiz. And so they told me you could tell us some simple ways to increase growth using social media. What are some of the unique ways that you've been playing in that space that you can teach our audience? I love the question unique because 
this may be unique, it may not be. It's the most basic thing you can do, but I think the basics get overlooked and it's just good quality content. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. A big thing, right? Um, especially with our market and our members, so of custom home builders. I think, think about how this can work in your arena, no matter what industry you're in. Something we always talk about is never, ever, ever post progress shots. You know, when you go onto a builder's Instagram and you see like all like the, the frames going up of this home, it's not finished. It's like a wooden structure. No one's interested in that. Come on. People are buying the finished product here. Mm -hmm. You know, only your clients whose home that actually is really cares about that. People want to see, you know, the furnishings and how you style it and the paint color and the carpet. And while that's, you know, a bit of decorating, um, not necessarily the actual build, that's what sells homes because yes, they're buying your service of constructing that home but they're buying the end result. They want to spend Christmas with their entire family in this beautiful new home. So picture that. So I think um, the choice of images and video is incredibly important and often overlooked. Um, Secondly, I think it's the actual content. As much as, you know, social, it's a very visual platform. We've got to make a point of difference by actually being helpful. Because remember back in the day, when Facebook was kind of like Twitter to an extent, I suppose, when it was mainly typing, you'd sort of update, you know, your status on your timeline and stuff. Now it's very much visual based. So, you know, it's pictures and videos that catch your eye, but don't be so one dimensional when you're posting, you know, a pretty image of that finished home, you know, we've got rid of the progress shots and, and now we're, um, having images of, you know, homes and families enjoying themselves in the pool, in their backyard, go a step further and have a caption of just super helpful information. Give them some tips, answer them the most frequently asked questions you get, you know, and what's, you know, one of the most common questions you get in any sales conversation. It's how much does it cost? So talk about it in your captions and try and educate through your socials because when people follow you, you they're going to be scrolling every day maybe every other day, they can see this quality content and quality information. And that is how we build trust and authority automatically in the background. So what do you think happens in six months time or even 12 months time? It's a slow burn when they're actually like, yeah, I'm serious. I I think I do want to build a new home. Let's go buy some land. Let's go talk to this builder because I know they were giving me really good solid information over the last 12 months. You just wouldn't remember them by that point. What do you think about these coaches and consultants, you know, that they post these videos where they're, they're holding the phone out in front of them or whatever, and they're walking down the street and they're just talking about whatever, but they, they post something like that every single day because they believe they got to be out there. You know, so people can see their face every single day. It's like, is that really effective? Um, so it's like two questions in that, right? I think guys <laughs> like that very much try and make a personal brand um, because they're trying to make their face the most memorable. Um, I think the owners, the influencers, the salespeople being on camera is great, especially if you end up selling face to face, you want your face to be like a friendly face, quite recognizable, but we got to remember it's not all about us. So we're not talking about us. You may be on camera, but it's not about you. The whole point is when you talk and you're delivering content, you are talking to your ideal customer. You're answering the questions going on in their head and you really are making it all about them. Um, I'm fairly certain we've all read and heard about Donald Miller's book, Building a Story Brand, Um, that profound yet ever so simple concept of your customer is the hero, we're the guide. So make it about them, not us. 
Um, I think the quantity is important. You have to be posting daily, like nice and regularly. Um, but does it always have to be about you and, and you walking down the street on camera? No, you know, like depict other things as well. I love that you're younger than us, which is, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous actually, but that it's, you It's getting to be easier generation. and easier every day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you're kind of from the selfie generation saying, don't have it be all about you. I think that's fabulous. I mean, really refreshing to hear that, you know, because it's hard. You can go down that rabbit hole and just get your filters on and your pixel loop animations and go crazy. And it's kind of meaningless. Yeah. And you end up like, and I I think it's, I think what this is born out of is because everyone wants to be an influencer. So when you're saying like, okay, I need to do social media for my company, you try and make it all about you and be a personal brand. And we're just missing the mark here. Unless of course you want to be an Instagram influencer, but you sort of like, that's not your business anymore. Like you're an influencer. So we just need to separate the two. Like what's the end goal? Yeah. What does it take to be a good influencer? A lot of followers. <laughs> but no, but like, oh, right, to get a lot of followers, okay, what, you know, what are the qualities that, yes. that, that someone who wants to be a, a, an influencer must have? You got to know your market. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, if you want to be an influencer, who are you influencing? So you got to know who you're appealing to and who, what audience do you already have? And then are you trying to grow that audience? Get really, really crystal clear on your audience. I think this applies to anything to be honest not just being an influencer or maybe an influencing company in that market you got to know your target audience because every bit of content you put out there has to appeal to that audience if it doesn't who are you influencing doesn't make too much sense your linkedin sky is sky sherry stevens and everybody sherry is c-h-e-r-i and stevens is with the ph and the facebook is the association professional builders twitter apb builders and um, you've also got a podcast, right? And are you looking for clients internationally or do you only take clients from um, Australia? Let the people know how you want to, they can reach out to you. Yeah, well, we um, service five countries. So Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the United States and the UK. Perfect. Um, that's, that's where all our members are dotted across. Um, and yeah, we essentially just offer a membership for the owners of residential building companies to come and join and essentially get access to plug and play systems. So our goal at APB is to transform and improve the residential construction industry for both builders and consumers. Um, The main reason for that, um, Audrey Lee, I'm sure you guys know this industry has a terrible rap. Mm-hmm. Like it's got a terrible reputation. Everyone's like, you know, two or three people away from hearing that horror story firsthand of what someone's been through with a builder. Um, <clears throat> and not all builders are that bad. Um, there are a lot of cowboys in the industry. We don't help them, but there are a lot of very professional builders um, who build a brilliant product. But um, you know, there's, it's the system side that's lacking and, and there's not been too much training specifically or any training for residential home builders specifically on these systems. So we truly do believe that builders deserve to be earning a lot more for what they're doing. You know, they're, they're building an incredible structure here. They're, they're doing a one of a kind job. But we also believe that consumers deserve a far better experience than they're getting. Why do we have such a bad reputation in this industry? But the thing is that those two go hand in hand so builders can't deliver a world-class experience on these tiny margins. And that's where APB comes in. And being a member, they actually get the ability to access 
proven systems to implement into their building company that improve the client experience so they can scale, take on more team members, operate a professional business, but really take care of their customers at the end of the day. So um, I think what you mentioned just then, Audrey, like even just our website where you can get a hell of a lot more information, um, apbbuilders.com. We've got a ton of free resources in there, including um, systems that you can download and plug and play, like our proven sales process for a building company. Oh, that's great. It's a very robust and very, very helpful website. I'll put that in the show notes, I promise, Sky. So this has been great. Thank you so much for all the tips. I learned a lot. Awesome. Thank you both so much for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.